Welcome to We Are Free. I am your host, Becky Marquecho, and you're listening to episode 30. This is a podcast about letting go of what we think our lives should look like and the sweet freedom God has for us on the other side of surrender. My guest today is Lauren Carnes. With a background in public relations and social media marketing, Lauren has always been a lover of telling great stories. For six years, she worked alongside international brands, including Nike, Airstream, and Chick-fil-A. Yay, (laughs) Chick-fil-A. Now, as a communication strategist and photographer, she has the opportunity to pursue two elements of storytelling in one business. When she's not in the office, Lauren can be found cooking, hosting friends, or exploring new cities. She lives in her college town, Athens, Georgia, with her husband, Chip, her son, Oliver, and their fur baby, Sophie. Hey, friend. Welcome to We Are Free. Hello. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, it was. I was looking at the calendar. I think it was like exactly a year ago that, that we were in Charleston. I know. Man, I miss it. Yeah, it was a fun trip. We were on this girls trip. I don't remember how many girls, 20? I mean, a lot. It was a lot. It was a good chunk of us. Yeah. And Lauren did all the meal planning and prepping and like grocery store ordering and lists for like this huge group of women. And you, it was amazing. I felt like I was like at a spa. Like you had taken care of like this healthy, delicious food. I don't remember a thing that you made, but I remember just feeling <laughs> like I need, I would love to have this all the time. Like somebody just prep and meal plan for me. It was good, well, girl. You know, the thing is, is hearing you say that is a huge encouragement to me because it's not necessarily my goal that you would be like, oh yes, this one random yeah. meal, that was the best thing in the world. But just the fact that you remember being cared for and that you remember it being like a, an important part of our time together, you know, yeah. we, we had to eat three meals a day and then plus, you know, snacks and chocolate and wine. <laughs> um, but I just remember, you know, I had at that point, gosh, how old was Oliver? I mean, he must've been maybe four months, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember taking on the idea of being like, let me meal plan for everyone. And, you know, like, we'll, get, get the food ready. Somebody's got to, and I'm one of the only people driving in. And so let me do it. And I remember I had terrible traffic on the way there and had to go and wrangle a little infant through Trader Joe's. Um, but I remember such sweet satisfaction of being able to just sit down after each meal and just sit and enjoy time with people. And so hearing you say that really makes me super grateful to just kind of remember the community that surrounded some of those meals and just what a memorable trip that was as a whole for all of us. I think it was really refreshing and necessary for all of us. Yeah. So when Lauren says she likes to cook, you guys, she like loves to cook anyway. <laughs> it is good. So that's a, that's a real really thing. I do. Yeah. Lauren, yeah, you, I mean, in the midst of that, I would never have thought that you were stressed or anything like that. You you do everything with this like sense of just like calm and confidence that is really attractive and contagious, I believe. And when I was thinking about having you on We Are Free, I was thinking about, I know this last year has been busy for you. It's probably an understatement. Um, and you do a lot of different things. Um, and you you were somebody that came to mind when it's like talking about surviving, not just surviving, but thriving through different endeavors, businesses, choices, things that just happen in our life. But now um, then the coronavirus (laughs) came into all of our lives. So I was like, oh, well, this is even more timely. Um, Lauren, can you just tell us a little bit about um, everything that you do? You're a multi-passionate entrepreneur. Your business has different aspects to it. You are a mama, you're a wife. Um, Give us a little idea of what your day-to-day looks like. 
Yeah, you know, I think for many of us, no matter what field you're in, if you are an entrepreneur or if you work in more of a corporate setting, if you are a mom or you're not or you're hoping to be a mom, if you're married or not, um, regardless of what your situation is, I think that we all can, you know, say that every day feels a little bit different in some capacity. So even if you're in a corporate setting, you still have um, variations of roles and people that you're interacting with and different situations that you're encountering. Um, And so I think Think that you guys will probably understand when I say that every day looks a little bit different, but also feels kind of mundane, you know, and um, like Becky said, while we're recording this, this is during the COVID-19 crisis and um, currently is just a little different also than the norm. So I'm going to give an idea of what kind of the normal day to day would look like um, rather than what the current is, but mm-hmm. I'll pepper in a little bit of um, what coronavirus has done for our lives too. But um, like Becky said, I'm a multi passionate entrepreneur, but I haven't always been an entrepreneur. I actually started in a corporate setting and worked in an agency for PR and social media marketing. That was what I did. I was a public relations major and a Spanish major in college. And um, toward the end of my college career, I started as the first full-time employee of a very small but mighty agency based in Athens, Georgia, and um, got some incredible experience, more than I ever could have imagined of experience at a very young age. So some of the roles that I took on very young, I still look back wondering um, what my clients who were, you know, C-suite folks and big companies, what they thought of this little, you know, 21-year-old college girl. And um, so I look back at that and I think of kind of where that's led today, where I have since left corporate world and started my own business. Um, Since then, my husband has not only gone through medical school, but also gone through residency and has most recently in the last year graduated from residency when we moved back to our college town. Um, And so I have since, you know, since that time that all this began, all of my kind of career began, I have in the last year alone, um, sold a house, packed up a house, um, celebrated my husband graduating, spent a summer kind of as a nomad, moved to a new town into a condo, helped renovate a house, um, moved to that house, then celebrated my son's first birthday. Christmas came and then coronavirus started. So that's kind of what the last year of life has looked like. And so the day to day looks a lot like managing, running a business and running a household alongside also taking care of the cutest little almost (laughs) 17 month old. Um, And also in doing that, being able to help kind of support our family, you know, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, financially, all of those sorts of things. It's just a lot of weight to bear on the day to day. But I also feel super grateful for the roles that the Lord has gifted me with. Um, And so it has been a busy last year. It's been a busy last 10 years. Um, But I think we all have that busyness, right? Like I feel like life's always going to be busy in one way or another. Totally. It's always going to be there. It's not going anywhere. Um, And so I think it has just been a journey over the last 10 years and especially over the last, I'd say maybe the last three or four years and then specifically in the last year to kind of release some of the expectations that I have for myself of what our life is going to look like and also of what my day to day is going to look like that I may not have a good solid eight hours or let's be honest it used to be like 12 sometimes 14 hours in a day to sit down and power through work you know during the times when I used to 
not have a child and my dog and I would just hang out all day while my, while my husband was in residency and at work all day. And so I used to have so much time to get so many things done. And so now I have so many time, so much time to do lots of different things, but it's just allocating my time differently. So yeah. it's, it's definitely been an interesting journey for sure, but every day looks a little different, but looks a lot, just kind of like managing life. Like many of us are doing who are listening to this, I'm sure. Yeah. Lauren, do you feel like it's part of your personality? Like, do you enjoy having a lot of different things going on? Like Jesse and me, for example, I'm really good at doing like one thing, (laughs) one thing I'm really passionate about at a time. And Jesse, um, part of it, he's a seven on the Enneagram and he loves like spontaneity. Yes. And all the things. Exactly. So he, he loves doing a lot of things and like that, just that's different in our personality. Where, where are you on that spectrum? You know, I have always, um, found that I am the person who loves to do a lot of things. I always try to kind of put myself in a little bit of a box. Um, I am a three wing two on the Enneagram, which basically means that I like love to achieve and be successful, but I also want to make sure that it's serving others. That's just like where I always have been. And so what that can lead to is a lot of trying to fit the mold of what other people expect of you. Mm. Um, I also incredibly hard on myself. Like how many people are listening to this thinking like that they are their own worst critic their their own worst boss. Um, that is definitely me. And so I used to try and kind of fit in this box of what people either said that I needed to be or what um, was kind of the expectation of like, okay, this is the next thing that you do, right? You know, like, here's the next step in the season. Here's the next, um, you know, here's the next job that you get. Here's the next promotion you get. Here's the next, now you're a mom. Now you have to throw these incredible birthday parties, you know, like all of the expectations. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I think my personality is that I love to do all of the different things because I like being able to dive in deep to something and succeed at it and find joy in it and then also be able to impact others with it. That's just part of my nature, but it also can get to an extreme, right? You know, like it can end up being where it's just too much and that I've taken on too many things. And um, as a multi-passionate entrepreneur, I... You know, most people are like, you know, you've got to niche down and only do one specific thing. And I used to really struggle with that um, because I was like, well, what is my one thing? Like, I don't feel like I do just one thing. I don't feel like that is something that's possible for me. And what I found is when I tried to do just one thing, I got really burnt out Mm -hmm. because I do that one thing to the nth degree and would it it would never be good enough. I would never... um, there would always be the, okay, what's the next thing? What's the next level of this one thing? Mm -hmm. And so I started realizing that although my personality is to like doing lots of things and to want to do them all well, I started realizing that if I could, instead of taking the idea of niching being just doing one thing, um, creating kind of my own niche is what I ended up deciding to do that. So for, to fit in my personality, um, I decided that it would make the most sense to find where, the things that I love doing, all of the different elements where they could kind of come into one and have almost an overarching umbrella. And so kind of at the beginning, when you mentioned about telling stories and being able to share stories, that's kind of where I feel my niche is. And so whether I'm doing that, like however I'm doing it, whether it's um, sitting down with someone over a meal and being able to learn about their story and be able to engage with them in their story or be able to capture someone's story through photography or be able to help someone tell their own story as a business owner, Mm -hmm. um, 
communications consulting and coaching, that's kind of where I find that like being able to find how I can take what I love in my personality of being able to do all the things, but be able to kind of bring them into one umbrella is really what I feel like is um, the best thing that's been for my personality over the years is to find kind of what what ties it all in together. So I don't go to that end degree and just make myself crazy trying to do it all. Yeah, because that definitely happens. I like that. I like that. It's like a, it's a purpose. You have a purpose in no matter what you're doing. It's that same, it's part like your mantra, your, you know, the theme of your life, whatever it is. Um, totally. Um, that no matter what it is that you're doing, so whether you are a mom or whether you're not a mom or you have a business or you don't have a business, um, just finding that thing has been helpful for you. Totally. It really has. Yeah. And so it makes it so that like, even though my personality is to want to do all the, all the things, it helps kind of give me a goal with all the things instead of just like, you know, being a jack of all trades and a master of none, if yeah. you will. Yep. Um, being able to kind of have a goal that I can work toward. Um, and I think that that's definitely been kind of been a little bit of a guiding light for me. Yeah, that's good. Lauren, I know a lot of women, like a lot of it in your life, you're choosing, like you're choosing to do these things um, because you know that works best for you and your life and your family. And I know a lot of women who are, have a lot of things going on in their life who maybe they haven't chosen those things. And I'm sure right. you've had plenty of those as well. Like we're all humans. These things happen in our life. Um, so I guess what I'm saying is over the years, like how have you learned um, when those things happen in addition to regular life, in addition to the hopes and expectations you have for your life? Like, how do you deal with those overwhelming moments when like too much is on your plate and maybe some of it's something you've chosen and maybe some of it you haven't, or maybe it's just a mix of both, but like, how do you deal with those times as somebody who does a lot of stuff all the time? Right. Oh, that is such a good question. Um, It's so hard, especially when you mentioned about that some people haven't chosen this, you know, they haven't chosen to do all the things they feel like more has been put on their plate than they asked for. Um, And perhaps that's just because you have been in a difficult situation or have had, you know, feel like you're burdened with something that you, you know, don't really want in your hands at that moment. Or maybe it's something that like you're just the person that people go to, maybe, maybe someone's a two and everyone's yep. like, just ask them for help. And of course they'll say yes and they'll be great at it and, you know, find joy in it. But also it becomes a lot. Um, and so over the years, I have definitely had to kind of go back to that guiding light of sorts. And so when things just become too overwhelming and become to where I know that I am stretched too thin, and I am not doing everything well. One, I, um, my natural tendency is I like grew up a very anxious person and I didn't know this until the more, you know, not more recent years, let's say maybe until like my college years, um, late high school, early college. I didn't know that this has actually been part of my story for my whole life. Um, I discovered it actually when I was going through and uh, like sorting through boxes of stuff that my mom had. And um, there were some notes from my teacher that led to some really good conversations for me to understand and realize that kind of the overwhelm and the anxiety has always been a part of my life. And just figuring out how to manage that over the years has been really valuable. Um, And so when the responsibilities have become too much, I always kind of have to take a step back and whether they are responsibilities that I have taken on on my own Mm -hmm. or that have been placed on me by someone else, I have to almost make like a list of everything that I have um, and all the things that are on my plate, all the you know hats that I'm wearing, all the plates that I'm spinning and think about the ones that really are something that truly do lift me up and lift others up or if there's something else 
or someone else that could be doing them better mm-hmm. or something that I could replace those things with. And so um, I kind of make almost a list of the different items that are on my plate paired with what those future goals are. And I take advantage of that three in me that, I, you know, what are, what are my goals? One of my top five strengths, finder strengths, if you're familiar, I think you are. I am. Yeah, yeah is achiever. And so I kind of think of like, what am I looking for? Um, and what do I want to be achieving? And then another of the top five is futuristic. So I kind of like think about what does that look like in the future? So, um, I would recommend to people who are kind of in that situation, like play to your strengths and think about how the overwhelm or how the responsibilities are weighing on you. And then, put them in the categories of what those goals are and what those, um, you know, different things are that you're trying to achieve in your life. Because for me, I know that if I'm stretched too thin, the anxiety comes on. Yeah. And that's when I feel like I'm not succeeding or serving others well, which is like inherent my personality, the worst, right? Like that is the worst thing that I could be doing. So if at that point I've taken on too much or if there have been expectations put on me or there's been a burden put on me um, that I didn't ask for, I really do just have to figure out where I can pair back and where I can pivot, yeah. um, where I can transition. What are some of the things that um, I can start to kind of say a little bit more of like no to this and yes to this. What are some and of those things? I, and what, what, what are some of those things mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. um, that I do to start to pivot? Or no, what are some of the things that what are you have yet? like let go of or have said, you know, just not right now or. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so an example of that is I used to be like, when, so going back to this idea of uh, trying to do just one thing. At one point, I was a wedding photographer and only a wedding photographer. Um, I shot like 25 weddings in a year primarily not in the city that I lived in. So I traveled every weekend and, um, I enjoyed it. I love shooting weddings. I love being able to tell people's stories. Um, but it got to where I was not, I was neglecting all of the other things in my life. I was neglecting the, I was neglecting like being a great wife. I just wasn't home. So I didn't even have the option to like be present for my husband. Um, I was neglecting our house. It was a total disaster. Um, I wasn't able to go to the grocery store because I was shooting weddings every weekend out of town. So I like didn't have time on the weekends to go. And then over the weekdays, I would be editing. Um, So we like didn't really have great food. We weren't taking care of our bodies. We just, it was a really, really difficult season for us. And so I remember in that time when I, um, you know, I had raised my hand and said, yes, I want these weddings. Um, so that was by choice, mm-hmm. but, but what wasn't my choice is just the amount of, um, extra work that it takes to run a business. You know, like I didn't know the that. 90% you mean? <laughs> right. Exactly. Like I didn't know how much it was really going to take when I first said, yeah, I'll do 25 weddings in a year. Um, so yes. Okay. Maybe it is a choice. You know, I took on the work, but I wasn't aware of it. And sometimes I think that's what feels like the, um, lack of choice, right? Maybe we didn't choose it because we weren't aware of what we were getting into, mm-hmm. but then it ends up on our plate anyway. And I remember at that time I said, my future goal is that I want, I started this business because I want to be able to serve our family. Well, I started this business because I want to be able to tell sto- people's stories. And I started this business because I believe that the Lord has gifted me with a skill set that can serve people in a way that can, that they cannot serve themselves. And so if my goal, um, kind of a guiding light for me is Matthew five sixteen, is that, um, the idea of letting your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father, which is in heaven. And I felt at the time that the good deeds of the good works that I was doing 
was not actually glorifying to him mm-hmm. in every way that it could be. And so I sat down and said, if my goal is to be able to glorify the father through the work that I'm doing, and that also means in my family, then I know that it's time for me to take a step back. So I decided that that upcoming year, I was going to take on fewer weddings and I was going to trust that there would be provision for our family. And that by increasing the prices, you know, like I, I took the steps and, um, for the opportunity to be able to kind of manage the day-to-day of our life a little bit better. And so recognizing that it was like time to say no to something, it was time to say no in order to say yes to something else. Um, I took on less work at a higher price point, which then gave me more freedom to be able to be at home more and also gave me the freedom to realize once again that I don't actually like doing only just one thing. I like being able to have creative passions and pursuits and to be able to cook and invite friends over. And I couldn't do that during that time. And I didn't feel like um, I was honoring God with the with the works that I could do because of the fact that I was neglecting so many other things that I felt passionate about and yeah. so many things in our life that I really wanted to be able to take care of. Um, and so I, pivot, I, I pivoted out of that and started taking on fewer and fewer weddings every year. And, and you know, I haven't really said this publicly anywhere, so this is a little scary. <laughs> I have zero weddings this year, intentionally, by choice. Is this the first um, year? It is. This okay. is the first year I've shot no weddings. I will second shoot for a couple friends just kind of in the COVID crisis with yeah. transitions and dates and things like that. I will second shoot for a couple friends because I love shooting weddings once again. Um, but the choice that I made to shoot 25 weddings in a year brought on the choices that I didn't make or the um, responsibilities that I didn't make for the added pressure and stress that I wasn't anticipating. Mm-hmm. And now with a little baby, I do not feel like it's the right time in our life for me to be traveling every weekend while my husband is getting established in his career for the first time ever. It just didn't feel like it served our family well. And it didn't feel like it was glorifying to be able to say like, I'm good at something. So I'm going to do it just because I'm good at it. Someone's asking me to do it. Um, And I think that sometimes the trap we can fall into is just living in other people's expectations and saying yes, just because the opportunity is there. Um, We have to be able to find where that balance is and be able to know that sometimes the um, overwhelm and responsibilities on our plate just need a little bit of kind of handing them over and trusting that by letting go of them, that there's going to be something better to come. And I think that's been super transformative for me. And I hope that other people have felt the same. Yeah, definitely. No, we've been there in a bunch of different stages of our life with different businesses and having trying to have a baby, have it, you know, all of it. Like, yeah, totally. Things shift and they change and like having, I think a lot of it, like there's a lot of fear like wrapped around it. Like you're clinging so tightly to like something that you know, your hope, you know, this thing, like whether or not you've, it's fulfilling you or you know, you're doing the exact right thing. You know, this thing. And there's comfort in that. Mm -hmm. Totally. Um, So now that, I mean, that was, a while ago, like you're in a different world. You, you do a lot of meal planning, you do a lot of cooking, you do a lot of hosting, you have this baby, you have different parts of your business, you've moved, you've renovated all these things. So, (laughs) so how have you in this last year, like what has been paramount for you to feel like you are doing what God has called you to do? And how are there things like you've had to let go of in this last year? Is it, are they smaller things? Are they bigger things? Like, I feel like there's so much on your plate, but Lauren Carnes is just like very calm and confident. And like, you are, you are. It's so, it's so true. Like anybody who is with you or around you, it just, it's contagious. Like you have this, it's so true. You have this sense about you and 
what I, I want to know and what I want people who are listening to know, like how everybody's different and God has given us all different gifts and abilities and strengths and all these different things. So we're not Lauren, but like, what do you totally. do? How are you in tune with God and the spirit to make you feel those things like across the board? And of course you're going to have hard days and bad days and all of that. You're, you're human, but like as a whole, what do you lean on? How do you make these things happen to, to experience that confidence and peace, like in the midst of crazy? Mm, that's a really great question. Um, so for one thing, thank you for your kind words. Um, juggling it all is a lot. And I will tell you, especially in the last year, there have definitely been moments where I'm like, I am not living my best life. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I think even and the hard part about that is the last year has been um, what we have been hoping and praying for. Someone asked the other day and we were talking about it in our small group, just about, you know, like what has been really exciting in this season. And I told them that um, where we are right now, literally within like the last, we moved into this house at the end of November, like a couple days before Oliver's first birthday, which was just crazy in and of itself. Um, the renovation wasn't totally finished. So we just moved in and we were like, we're just going to do we're it. We're doing it. <laughs> we're doing it. We just need to get in. Um, but where we are in this house, living back in our college town with my husband working for the job that he had been, you know, kind of pursuing for the last however many years um, with me working for myself and being able to like work at home and also be a mom, um, you know, just all these things like this is what we have been waiting for. And so one might argue that this should be like the best time of our lives and exactly what we had always hoped for, kind of those expectations of like everything being perfect. But that also means that it is still a lot to manage. Like a lot of great things can also still be a lot. And so there is that joy and that there is that calm and that confidence. And just that, like, we know that we're exactly where we're supposed to be right now, but it doesn't mean that there aren't the days when I'm like, I, there's no way I'm going to get everything done. Um, there's no way that everything is going like everything on this list is going to be checked off. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as a result, I really, in the last year, a lot have learned that I, even when I don't, even when I want to be doing a lot of things, um, sometimes I have to take some of the things that I want to be doing that I don't even feel like, um, ugh, I'm trying to get, a, get this off my schedule or I'm trying to get rid of this. Sometimes I have to let go of some of the good things. Mm -hmm. Um, and the reason being is some of those really good things, like for an example, something that I really have loved doing over the years is I, you know, for my business, I have an email list and I, for years, emailed people every Thursday faithfully. I think I missed one Thursday because I was in London and London, like internet wasn't working in London. It's and okay. So, it's okay. Right. You missed a Thursday. I, know, like, I remember being like, <laughs> it's fine. Everything is fine. Right. It's fine. People aren't going to forget yeah. about me in a week. Um, but that was the thing is I, um, I loved writing these emails and I loved writing. I loved connecting. That was how I built a lot of my business. I connect with a lot of people for communications coaching through my list. And so it was like a positive thing, right? Um, but it was too much. I could not with a baby and the move, um, and the renovation, I just couldn't keep it up. And I felt like I was failing my own expectations every time. These weren't expectations that other people had set on me, right? They like, no one had said to me, like, you better keep emailing us every Thursday or else we're going to leave. But that's what we tell ourselves. We tell ourselves those lies that like, if we stop doing one thing, even if it's a good thing, even if it's something that like we know is beneficial, that everything else is going to come crumbling down. Yeah. 
And so I feel like a lot of times we believe these lies and we, um, you know, internally kind of, we internalize them. We're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be a failure in every other way. I know I do that. I don't know if you've ever felt that way as well. Yes. Um, And so I'm like, if I take off this email list, then like also the rest of my business is going to crumble and then I'm not going to have an income and then our finances. And then, you know, like it's, it's the the anxiety kind of like spirals. Right. Um, And so that's like my natural tendency is to believe that if I get rid of one thing, even if it's a good thing, everything else is going to be terrible. Um, And so the only way that I've been able to cultivate kind of a sense of peace and calm during this time, um, and just always is being able to kind of cultivate a sense of believing that what, like what he has done before he will do again, you know, a business was built at one point from scratch, right? Right. There was a time when I had no clients, When I had no clients, what I did when I wanted to be a photographer and wanted people to believe that I could actually take people's photos for their weddings, what I did was I learned how to shoot food. I got in my kitchen and I was already cooking, but I like started taking food photos and, um, I got back in touch with my own creativity. I had freedom and time to breathe and to believe that there is, you know, there are gifts that we are given, whether it's to run a business or to be a mom. And I say to be a mom without the word just, because I think it's really important that if you are listening to this and you are a mom and you are thinking, gosh, am I like missing out on my calling to do something else? If you feel called to be a mom alone, that is a wonderful calling and such a valid and amazing calling. Um, if you feel called to be a single woman, just like rocking in your Mm -hmm. career, also an amazing calling, like whatever you feel like is exactly where you need to be, lean into that and let your creativity in that season of life propel you and bring you that sense of calm. So by letting go of some of those things, by taking away that email list, for example, it gave me the freedom to be able to actually reestablish what was the reason that the email list was so successful and the reason that, and you know, I don't have a huge list, you know, for anyone who's in digital marketing or anything like that, you know, huge lists are gold. And so you'd think that like as a communication strategist, she probably has a huge list. I don't, but the reason I loved my list was because of the fact that I built real valuable connections with people in there. And it was people um, who they're the type of people that I would have wanted to sit down and have a meal with. And so I started thinking about that and what it was that kind of brought that, you know, sense of calm when I removed things, even good things from my life. Um, and also when I removed some of the bad things, you know, like some of the things I was like, I just don't have time for this and this is not worth it for me. I'm just going to not say yes to things like this anymore. Why do I keep saying yes to stuff like this? I don't know if you do that. I like say yes to things just because people ask me and then I'm like, why did I do that? That was a bad idea. Um, and so by removing those, I started realizing what it was giving me room for was to realize what I loved the most about those things. And so I think that's something that's really been valuable during this COVID-19 crisis is we've removed a lot. And um, as a result, for many of us, I mean, there are probably some people who are sitting here thinking like, I'm kind of bored. I don't really like have a whole lot to do. And this is the first time that I like don't have a lot to do. Maybe you're feeling kind of in crisis financially. Maybe you've lost a job and you're thinking this is my first chance to actually like get creative with what my skills are because I got to make money somehow. Um, Or maybe you are like me and feeling like you have never had more on your plate than you ever have in your entire life. Because my husband is considered essential in the workforce. He is a physician, so he's at the hospital or in clinic every day. We no longer have nannies coming, um, and I'm still expected to run a business. And right before COVID-19 crisis began, I actually reinstated my email list for the first time in like a year. And I started it 
by telling people, hey, this is what I've missed about our time together. I've missed the community that we've built. I've missed the connection. Um, that's what I want here. Um, I've missed the opportunity just to educate you guys on things that I'm seeing and things that are exciting to me and not feeling the pressure to perform to create something new every single week. Um, sometimes you're going to hear from me every week. Other times you're not for a month. <laughs> and that's just where it's going to be at right now. And if I'm being honest, it's really because I work when I can. And sometimes my contracted client work is going to take precedence over, you know, something that is considered optional. If you can see me, I'm doing air quotes right now, <laughs> considered optional. Um, but I realized that by saying, okay, I'm going to like kick this off again. It was giving me the freedom to get creative and to bring back into it the things that I loved the most. And so right now with Corona and being home all the time um, and not really having time to write on my email list, um, we are pairing back again, right? You know, we're pairing back some of those things that are not considered essential. They're not considered um, important for our day-to-day -day thriving, for something that's going to make it like sometimes we are just surviving, right, in this current time. But it also has allowed me to once again feel the creativity that I cannot remember the last time that I felt. Um, I love the work I do and I feel like it is very creative, but I actually do not consider myself a creative. I am a like business person more than I am a creative. And I do not remember the last time that I had the freedom and um, brain space to create something just for the sake of creating. And the reason I've been doing it is because if I am not creating something right now, I feel like I'm just surviving yeah. and I needed something to be able to thrive. And this blossoming creativity, if you will, um, has brought on a sense of peace and calm. And so I think it just keeps coming back to this idea that by like saying no and peering back on things, even good things, mm -hmm. it can actually bring out such positive experiences for you and opportunities that you never really knew even were there and never even knew, um, the potential that was inside you or like the gifts that the Lord has gifted you with. Um, you may not have even been able to experience them if you just kept going in the rat race of the day to day and the overwhelm and the hurry and the busy and the yes, 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 yes. So I think that's a long answer, but yeah. I hope that's helpful and being able to kind of give an idea of like where some of that, um, cultivated mm -hmm. peace and calm comes from, because it is not my natural tendency if I'm being totally honest. Yeah. Thank you for sharing all that. Yeah, Lauren, if there is somebody listening, and I'm sure there is, because um, I think we're all kind of in this boat right now where maybe they do just feel like they're merely surviving and whether it's like current worldly crisis or just something else going on in their life, or they've just always been striving to like learn how to thrive or just always feel like they're not enough or they're behind or they're just surviving all the time. Like what encouragement do you have um, for that girl listening? Yeah. Um, my encouragement would be to find something that is solely for you. And I know that that might mean that it's like in the five minutes that you get for yourself in the day. You know, I think, I don't know if you've seen the meme going around where it's like people without children uh -huh. start 17 new hobbies and then people with new children or with children. Um, gosh, that 1055 to 11 PM by myself was really nice today. <laughs> um, and so I'm like kind of saying this in jest, but I am serious that, um, in especially during this time and always, I think this goes without saying it can, I think this applies regardless of the season or regardless of if we're in crisis mode in the nation or in the world, um, be able to find something for yourself that you feel truly gifted in 
is works wonders on just mental health and being able to let that tiny little bit of something power you through the rest of the day. Um, and so if that's something that you spend five minutes in a devotional and journaling and getting into the word in the morning, um, or if it's like for me, I find that my like kind of a form of like self-care, I call it kitchen therapy, is getting in the kitchen and trying a new recipe, not out of like we need dinner tonight, so I'm in a hurry and we need to prep something, but instead creating something that feels as though it is a little bit of like a um, getting in my own little world. And I think that those sorts of things are invaluable to being able to take yourself from surviving to thriving and um, having those moments that kind of make you feel as though you are in tune with what the Lord has called you to do. Yeah. And um, trusting that once, like I said, there was a time before this, there will be a time after this. He has done it before he will do it again. And that is what I believe wholeheartedly that we are called to be able to do some of this work that we do. And sometimes it feels like a lot and feels really heavy or can feel burdensome. But knowing that he, our burden is light in him and being able to release that upon him is incredibly valuable. Um, and being able to know that he, he offers us moments of respite for just a breath of fresh air. So for me, another thing that I've been doing right now is if, if you are in a place where you can go outside right now, um, walking outside in nature and just looking up. Literally like looking up at the sky, looking up at the trees, breathing in that fresh air is incredible just to get out of the house. And I think I had forgotten how much I loved that. And so I think I've realized that, especially during this COVID-19 crisis, that um, beyond this, there are some things that I want to take into my day to day. And I see you nodding. I feel mm -hmm. like you probably experienced this as well. Um, there are some things that I want to take with me and then also want to release after all of this is said and done and after we are, you know, out of social distancing and out of isolation and out of quarantine. Um, and maybe your goal is to figure out what it is during this time that you want to bring with you outside of this time. And so whatever it is that kind of feels like your, um, your little nudge, you're calling the thing that you feel like you're uniquely gifted in you, you're uniquely gifted in. And if you don't know what that is, what I would recommend you do is ask three of your closest friends. What are the things that they see you being incredible at you having a unique gifting in? What are three reasons that they really just enjoy time with you and lean into that? Maybe journal about it. If you don't feel like you have a hobby or a creative passion or don't have something that's outside of just like, you know, struggling in the day to day, um, being able to kind of lean into what could help you thrive, I think is just a really valuable thing that we can take out of this difficult season. Um, and that's just my best recommendation for you right now is being able to find what's, what's for you. Um, and only you, not yeah. for someone else. Such good advice. Cause it apply, it applies to everything. Like I know just yeah. and I have this conversation so often when I, take that time for myself, whether it means I have to wake up really, really early, which isn't always right. fun, but if I do right. and I do I it, it like it just, the whole day is better. Everything is better because yeah. my perspective is better because I've done something that I feel is fulfilling, not for just for me, but like living out who God created me to be. And sometimes Absolutely. we get stuck not feeling that way, even though we're still living out who he created us to be. And sometimes tasks or things that we don't necessarily want to be doing or they're hard or they're mundane. But Absolutely. when we, when we prep ourselves in that way, we apply it to our day. It just, it brings a whole new light to life. So I love that it's advice, nice. Lauren. 
Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. I love hearing that for you too. Yeah. Thank you. Um, Lauren, what do you feel like God has set you free from in all of the years, the old Lauren, the anxious Lauren, um, just the craziness that has been, what do you feel that God has set you free from? Mm. I mean, I feel like I could list like a million things in this, right? And of course, a lot of them, like I'm still walking through. I think it's forever a journey. Kind of the anxious Lauren. I love that you like reference that. Like that is still a journey. There are still times at night, especially once I like get all over to bed and sit down for those like 1055 to 11, the five minutes where I'm like, wow, it's really nice to have some time for myself um, that the anxiety can set in. Um, I do feel like I have been released from that a lot, just in ways that I um, never imagined being possible. Um, But more than anything, and I think this also helps the anxiety, I feel like I have been set free from needing to be all things to all people. Um, I, like I mentioned in the very beginning, I want to be able to serve people well. And when people ask something of me that I feel like I could achieve in or that I could say yes to, and maybe if you're listening to this, you've felt this before too, you're kind of the person that people ask of. Um, It's just easy to say yes, because it's easier than having to say no and feel like you're disappointing someone or feel like you missed an opportunity or feel like by saying no right now, it's no forever. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are still moments when I feel that for sure. Like I said, I think it's a forever journey, but I do feel like the Lord has absolutely set me free from my own expectations to be perfect for everyone. Um, And really, honestly, to be perfect for anyone. Like, I don't really need to be. Um, If you could see this video right now, you would see that our (laughs) office is really just a storage room right now. And I could have spent my time all morning struggling to get it cleaned up and prepped and feel prepared so Becky wouldn't see the disaster that's behind us. But I think by um, knowing that we can only be and I can only be as good as I am for my family. Um, beyond that, I can do what I can do. So I am first and foremost aiming to be the best I can be for my family. And then as a result, I can't be all things for everyone. I can't say yes to everything. Um, and so it really has challenged me to figure out what it is that I want to say yes to and what it is that I want to hold on to and what are some of the things that I just need to release. And so I'm grateful that the Lord has helped walk through that journey with me um, and being able to kind of set me free from those expectations and set me free from the, um, from the facade that we have it all together and that we have perfection and that we can be everything for everyone. So that's been definitely the um, most impactful thing that I've seen in the last year, three years, five years, 10 years. So I'm hopeful for the future for it as well. I feel like everything you just shared also like it just breeds more vulnerability. Like the fact that you did not clean up your office, like that's a compliment to me. I have one of my best friends, like she, she's always, oh, I didn't, I'm like, great. I'm glad you didn't clean. Like I feel like it lets us all just be more ourselves and it's okay. Yes. We all just need a little bit of permission to be what you can be and do what you can do and thrive in that and then release the rest of it. Like I never promised that I was going to be an interior decorator. And so you expected my office in this house that we just moved into um, to be perfectly designed. Like, sorry, but I love that you feel that same way too. Cause I totally feel the same. Like I'm like, I tell my coaching clients, I'm like, Hey, I'm probably not going to have makeup on. I don't even know where my makeup bag is right now. (laughs) 
Um, and so I don't expect you to be perfectly put together. Like yeah. that's our goal is to work through these things together. And so we don't need to come with everything already presented on a silver platter. Totally. Instead, being able to kind of go through the process of knowing that um, thriving is made possible by taking everything step by step and by living in your calling and living in what you believe that you are best suited for and best called to and letting go of the other things and just kind of setting them aside and knowing that they are better served um, by someone else. So, yeah, I love that. So well said. Um, I can't let you go before asking you one creative fun thing that you've been making or cooking or tried so far recipe what do you got what do you have for us Lauren (laughs) no I cannot even tell you so I I'm like she's smiling so big right now she can't get words out she's so excited to talk about this (laughs) I don't have any words and that is like saying something for Lauren Carnes um so I made sourdough bread yesterday for the first time this go round. I tried it years ago during the wedding zombie stage that I mentioned earlier um and failed miserably because I was always shooting weddings and never had a moment to do anything. Um, And so I didn't really like give it a good college try then. And I've always said that I wanted to try again. And um, so now it felt like a good time. Apparently the rest of the world thinks so as well, because yeast is in super high demand and you can't get access to like certain brands of flour, which is really funny. Um, But I made sourdough yesterday, kind of thinking that it would be a fun thing to do on Easter, that it would be like neat to go through the process um, of being able to like, make the leaven, let the bread rise, Mm -hmm. go through the process. You know, I was like, this seems like it would be a cool thing to do on Easter. It could be a total failure. Um, And I was really honestly, like I had, I had high hopes, but um, was also trying to like temper some of those hopes because I didn't want my hopes to be crushed. And I don't like to fail, you know, like I don't want to take on something that I don't think I'm going to be good at. Not even sourdough. (laughs) Right. And sourdough is like finicky. If you've ever worked with bread, do you? Girl, you're talking wrong crowd here. (laughs) So sourdough can be finicky. It's hard to do. It's a long process. It was like basically 24 hours of a process. Um, I, last night when I opened that oven, I literally squealed. It was nearly midnight. I did not plan timing well, but you know, we're going with it. Um, and then this morning when I cut into it, it smells delicious. The, like uh, the bread, I mean, this is literally when I opened it, I was like, wow, I can't believe I did this. And I never would have given myself the margin to try if I had not had, um, a time where I was like, now seems like a good time. If I'm going to get into some creativity, now seems like a good time. Um, so sourdough bread yesterday was definitely my most recent, like, wow, accomplishment um, of excitement in the kitchen. And other than that, I recently um, signed on to get a flower CSA from a local flower farmer here who typically sells at the farmer's markets. And because markets are closed, she can't. So she pivoted her business, which I think is incredible, and offered an eight-week flower delivery contact-free to your doorstep. And so I have been doing floral design with these flowers and foraging in our yard and getting outside and just kind of getting in touch with nature. And it has been more inspiring and more um, uplifting to have just beauty sitting on our kitchen table all week um, and be able to know that it was made literally out of something that grew out of the ground, that it was like she plucked these off of her flower farm and I pulled stuff from our bushes and our trees and made something that just brings such life inside. Um, So it has been super fun. Nobody cares in my house. Otherwise, Oliver probably would like pull them apart and like tear apart the flowers. Chip is like, yeah, they're pretty. You did a great job. No, babe. I say this to Jesse all the time. Like, no, but don't you like, I make him like want to feel it more than he is. Yes. Yes. 
So like that is literally just for me. Yeah. That is one of those things that I like Oliver goes to bed and Chip goes and like does, you know, Chip's an introvert. So he goes and like reads a book on the couch and is in all of his glory. And I go on our little patio and I turn on some music and I just like put the flowers together late at night. And it has been just the biggest blessing to me. So um, that yeah. sounds like good therapy too. Yeah, it is. It has totally been therapeutic. I've described it to a lot of people in that way. I think I've needed that during this time. I needed something that's just for me. Yeah. So that's beautiful. I love it. Thanks. Yeah. Lauren, where can we follow along all that you're up to? Yes. um, The place where you'll be able to follow along on the day-to-day of things that I'm doing and all of the different things um, most is on Instagram and you'll be able to see the bread and the flowers and all the food and Oliver because he's darling um, plus other business things as well because you know that's in there but um, it is my Instagram handle is at Lauren L. Carnes so L-A-U-R-E-N-L-C-A-R-N-E-S and um, my website is laurencarnes.com so you can find me there and and see the work that I do and some of the food that I'm making and eating. And you want to see just, the food she's making. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you one do. day <laughs> I'll be able to um, feed you in person again. And oh, I can't wait. Me too. Thank you, friend. Thank you for sharing everything that you did. Um, just you've shared so much light and I'm just grateful for it. Well, it's an honor to be here and I'm grateful for you and sending you a hug. Thanks, especially just a hug. <laughs> oh. Again, don't forget to check out the show notes where we have all of the info and links and resources we talked about in the show. You can go to beckymorquecho.com, B-E-C-K-Y-M-O-R-Q-U-E-C-H-O.com. Thanks for listening in.